0: Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com.
1: What's up, y'all? I'm Amanda Seals, and listen, I get it, we're in some serious times, so I think some of y'all forgot I'm a comic. She had them jokes. I mean, you forgot I had a whole HBO comedy special. Ivy. <laughs> you forgot I showed love to how black women give compliments. Okay, polka dots. <laughs> and some shade to how white women move in corporate America. Stop CCing all these unnecessary people on guys these- I get it. We've been pooped up for a long time. That's why the Amanda Seals Black Outside Again Comedy Tour is coming to a city near you. Go to amandaseals.com today and get your tickets so we can laugh and learn our way through this madness together.
0: How black am I gonna have to get? Starbands, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.
1: If you put a Mormon and a man-
2: this is what they sound like. Aaron would all let us read our friends, listen to them talking
0: to Mike. Well, we're here with a good friend of ours, Sam Poulter. You might, if you came to our show at the, was at the Beehive, right? Beehive, our yeah. show at the mm-hmm. Beehive back in November in Salt Lake City. You'll remember seeing Sam. He opened for us. If you came to one of the shows, if you were one of the six people in Aspen, Colorado, that saw me and Sam perform there, you would remember us. Uh, do you think they all became huge podcast listeners, Sam? Do you uh, think they all? <laughs>
2: I, I had repressed that memory until you just mentioned it. Is that the I, one where you guys dream- didn't sleep? that
0: we did not sleep after that yeah, one that's true because we went to some awful dude's house with, yeah co- with cocaine mm-hmm. yeah
1: the instagram story had a real cocaine vibe <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got like it was like a lot of energy at the beginning and then it just kind of looked like are you in a bathroom staring in the mirror
0: right now Oh, I did get a great bathroom <laughs> selfie that night. I loved that one. Yeah. yeah posted it that did a have m. a uh-huh. I had a nice coke vibe. That was the most cocaine I've ever done ever. And I mean, it's not like I've dabbled that much in it, but that was the night where I was like I just kept doing it. And I thought we got I like at some point early on in the evening, I thought why don't we just stay up do lots of coke and then drive back to utah like without sleep we'll just like hit the road at like four or five in the morning and just drive and the coke will fuel us for the first 15 20 minutes of the drive (laughs) and then it was just death like oh i i was just i hated myself that day. oh
1: god i would not want to come off of coke and have to be doing anything i used to have to drink nyquil to get to get through the come down of Coke. Like once I ran out of Coke, I would just drink NyQuil so I could pass out. That
0: sounds great. It's
1: awful. The come down <laughs> of Coke is awful.
0: I did the NyQuil thing literally yesterday. So, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so I I, I just, just drink more NyQuil probably. Just coming down off of anything. Just like You don't usually
1: come down off of anything. I've never, <laughs> like, I'm surprised the drive didn't work for you because usually you do a tiny bit of any stimulant and it's like, all right, well I'm going to go to bed. You can stay up for another nine hours. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't think Coke is my favorite thing. I thought I that it like was it. going to keep me stimulated for way longer for as lo- for as much as I did that night. I was like, Oh, I'll be up forever. Yeah. And I, and I was not anyway, me and Sam did a few shows in Colorado and it was like one night we had a show in a theater and that was cool. And then, then like the next night we had two shows And the first one was in a brewery it was awesome it was packed and it was like more of a working-class town and then as soon as that show ends we drive to another town that's like 40 minutes away or so wow Mm -hmm. and it's the rich town it's Aspen and we do a show there for six people oh it was a nightmare it was it was a nightmare (laughs) six
1: cool people
0: uh, mm, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't, think maybe two cool people, maybe two cool people, and two okay people, and two not cool people. <laughs> yeah, and a really dickish bartender. That guy, that guy sucked. Oh, did he? I don't remember him. I just remember uh the silencer. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't this know. opening
1: set was just <laughs> ten minutes of waiting for a laugh.
2: Yeah, trying to make something of this. Dude,
0: all of our sets were waiting for laughs. Every single. S- <laughs> That's not. It, all of us did. There was. S- we all
2: just went through it. I felt. Oh, you defended my honor that night, which uh, was nice of you. Yeah. yeah? Someone went oh, and in like the back, it was that bartender, and you were like, "You're going to make that noise at that, and not at Lewis's circumcision."
0: <laughs> 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 did i shout that yeah. the audience?
2: <laughs> i think I, I think i gave you a vivans like right before that gig too so we uh-huh. had both taken one.
1: Oh, I you think. took vivans what is
0: vivans yeah. i don't that's remember night, yeah it's adderall that's it's like
1: that's the stimulant you didn't even need the uh
0: apparently i mm-hmm. did i don't know I did. <laughs> the coke
1: I, probably fucked it up
2: yeah, did it a little bit maybe it's it not too,
0: a stimulant plus stimulant isn't more stimulating
1: they're, they have very different – I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, meth P, but in there I explain the <laughs> science of your body breaks coke down, like, immediately. Uh-huh. So it doesn't matter how much coke you do, your body has still metabolized it, like, a half an hour later. And ants, they're release extended release, aren't mm-hmm.
0: they? It's, like, 12 to 14 hours, yeah. This is th- – Helps me remember why I thought we could just drive straight home. You were (laughs)
1: awake. You were awake because you were like, I don't know if there was meth in that Coke or what, but like I'm still awake and miserable. Huh. Um, so you had the misery of the coat come down, but also you're awake because you I'm took a IV. I'm for it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm here for all <laughs> of this pain, man. Oh. And then I got home for nothing. The whole point was to get home to have the whole day with Ethan, and uh, I got back to to Salt Lake City. And Ethan's mom was like, "Oh no, I planned to take him to the zoo today." Oh my God, oh, <laughs> we're no. going to the zoo. And I just so then I just was still awake (laughs) waiting (laughs) for him to
2: come home I was coming off of mushrooms when we pulled into town still because the guy whose house we were at he gave me mushrooms right before we left
0: dude I don't remember
1: any of this I feel like I remember this road trip more than you do I remember all of this
0: Uh, it's this is like every conversation with jessa uh, like she remembers every detail of something that happened but like usually it's about things that that we were both there for and she'll tell me like this 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 <laughs> this is like new the... where she's like telling me the, about everything that I, i've forgotten no, when we've she had, wasn't we've there. had this
1: before anything aaron woodall related just my brain keeps it a steel vault <laughs> and <laughs> then we can watch a movie and the next day i'm like what uh there was a the the lead was a woman like i don't remember it but he knows every line from the movie so the uh memory is interesting
0: i just remember that dude all right so we got out of our show and we went everything was closing down like all the bars had just closed in aspen and there were there was like this pizza place that stayed open for an hour after bars uh after last call and drunk people could buy pizza. And it was the saddest, grossest display (laughs) of of horniness (laughs) I had ever seen. I just wanted a goddamn slice of margarita. That's all I was there for. Everyone else in this line. And it's a long line, like it goes down the stair, like everyone's waiting to get upstairs to get pizza. And everyone is just hollering at everybody else. everyone is just like hey, yo, what's up what's up what's up what's up oh hey what's up what's up and so the guy with the coke was was all over some girl and just Ew. like just mm. like aggressively about it so she came back to his house with us and all i remember from the night was just uh openly flirting with her in front of that guy I remember like i that was too. doing i was yeah. doing his coke i'm like oh no, thank you man uh, So what's up trying to get out of this asshole's apartment you want to drive back to Utah with us hey I don't yeah one of the proudest uh, I was
2: myself on that trip was calling that guy's profession I was like oh he's a failed real estate agent
0: or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and then we like got to talk to him a little bit more and he was like well you know uh, I was a realtor for a little bit.
2: Like, I took a loss recently. Like, this place is probably going to be gone. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do some more
2: uh, coke. Yeah, here's some mushrooms. I I don't know, know that I like that he liked me enough to give me those on the way out. No, we he, were just taken. Like, to-
0: I don't think he wanted us there, but Lu- he's like Lewis's friend. Yeah, and Lewis just like was like, "Hey, I promised these comics a good time, so I need you to give them all of your coke and some of your mushrooms and uh, your date. Yeah, uh, possibly for the-, the pizza girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Whatever they ask for, give it to them." That guy's a good. He's a good host. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um. You had. You were in recovery at one point, or.
2: Yeah, I did the twelve step thing like in 2011 for a while for like four or five months. That's the longest stretch of just like complete and total sobriety that I've had.
1: Abstinence, yeah. So you feel like you need abstinence?
2: I feel like I'm slow. I'm like, I'm getting to a point where. I'm mostly abstinent, you know, from, like, in that I'm not, like, I don't, my real problem was, like, Xanax, and uh, I had kind of a borderline opiate addiction. That wasn't really my, in, like, 2016, and since then, I kind of went to a psych ward and did, like, an outpatient program again for a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, these days, I kind of just take, like, my like a medicated dose uh, is that it's like 60 milligrams of Vivans Monday through Friday. And then I won't on the weekends. Is
1: the Vivans for, are they giving it to you for ADHD or for depression?
2: For ADHD. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cause I have heard, uh, someone recently is getting treated for depression with it or something.
2: That, that seems like a bad idea.
1: Yeah. It was, it wasn't, maybe it's not depression. It was something where I was like, wait, that seems super counterintuitive. Why? Bipolar.
0: Yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, why? If why?
1: Something. I don't know, because it's if it's uh, supposed to
0: get vibans. Is a stimulant gets you up. So why couldn't you give it to a depressed person? Yeah,
1: I do feel like depression makes sense. Bipolar just feels like uh, that would really increase those uh, those uh, high days. Hmm. Um. Do you feel okay? So you you did pills. Was your uh, D O C? How'd you yeah. get into
2: it, man? Um, like. I remember the first time that I realized that I was doing something like I'd probably crossed a line at some point was the first time I did coke and opiates in the same day and I I guess that was just it was my buddy um I won't say his name but we went to school together growing up and our friend died in like 2012 um he he took a bunch of Ambien and like fell down a fire escape Holy so, shit Yeah yeah so we like we kind of reconnected his funeral, and you know, all of everyone who was close to him kind of had a habit of some sort, and so we all started hanging out pretty often. And um, he would the f- just the funeral brought, brought you
0: guys together, yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that The funny? Funeral, yeah. how, like, yeah. how addicts wanna...
1: think it's like. Normal people would be like, Wow, this is a cautionary tale, we should get our shit together, but addicts are like, God, I'm glad I ran into you. Yeah, <laughs> that's really and that's how I like it was. Connect just went to jail. This yeah. is great. Let's get
2: high. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And even since since then, like the, out of that group of people, few people still meet up like every year and go on a hike on his birthday or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. And also
0: Do they do opiates on the hike? <laughs> <or>? <laughs>
2: <laughs> These are the people who managed to not um, Okay, all right, good. Yeah, go to, they were just booze hounds or whatever, but um But yeah, of that group of people, another person is dead. My friend Forrest is homeless and has just, his schizophrenia is off the charts and bipolar and stuff. And he'll just show up randomly at, you know, a couple of our houses and ask for like a sandwich or whatever, which I I don't know. It's just, yeah, it was a...
1: Was he already, sorry, was he already schizophrenic or is that a drug-induced...
2: He, he was really bipolar. Like I mean, like he was either super manic or like so depressive that he was kind of rooted to the spot, staring at the wall a little bit yeah. um, the entire time that I knew him growing up. But then when when he got uh, he's also actually you would probably have uh, an interesting time talking to him. Too. He's still like got one foot in with the church a little bit um, and just kind of feels like he's messing up really badly all the time. Oh yeah and combined with horrible mental illness it's like not it's not fun for him at all but
0: so did you guys all start in school
2: or is this something you guys did after you had grown up well i was like more careful growing up when i was a teenager i didn't even really drink until after i had graduated high school um but i would lame smoke. <laughs> yeah. Were you Mormon? um no not really i was kind of raised like uh, I guess Jack Mormon is, is would you
0: go like on certain holidays to church? Yeah, stuff like
2: that. It was like how Catholics are uh-huh. going be casual. Did you go for like a
0: relatives baby blessing or something? Yeah. okay,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, like the last real event I remember attending was like, my dad, my dad was a drug addict, but he he was re- relapsing on like fentanyl, and he uh, insisted that he baptized my sister. So the last like <laughs> baptism. <laughs> I remember was my dad (laughs) baptizing my little sister just off his ass. On fentanyl? Well, he was like on crack too, so he was mostly, he was pretty up at the time, but yeah.
0: Did you all just like break into the chapel to do it, or did this was a sanctioned by the bishop event?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was was sanctioned, yeah, it was sanctioned. Um, My grandpa.
1: Well, they don't have a very good vetting process.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Dude.
1: I never understood people that want to get fucked up and then go to places like church or meetings. Yeah. Man. I was like, oh, that sounds like a buzzkill.
0: <laughs> I mean, I get, I mean, I'm just talking about like weed or maybe alcohol, but I think it's really, really fun to get a little messed up and then go to different things. Like I go, <laughs> I, go I get high before lots of events. I think it could make a church a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could make church way cooler. You know, I think fentanyl's dangerous. You catch a whiff of fentanyl to baptism, and you could just you could just die. It just, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, that's probably um, the only time I would do it at this point. <laughs> I I want to put a, a pin in that because I want to hear more stories about the your fentanyl dad, <laughs> more <laughs> stuff. But I, I didn't want to interrupt your story too much of your your journey. So you. You didn't do anything until after high school, yeah. And I, I got put on probation for
2: um, for like possession of weed. Uh, we, I was in a car that got pulled over in like the summer after my I graduated, and uh, at that point I started drinking a lot because I had to pass drug tests and stuff. And all my friends were drinking a lot. Huh? And yeah, then I,
0: that's the thing to do. Yeah,
2: and then I tried like acid and ecstasy and. Went to rehab after I had gotten this. Sc- I got kicked out of USU for drinking. I got like two drinking tickets within the first two weeks of school, and they kind of it was you like you can get kicked out
0: of college for drinking. Yeah, you can get when kicked out when you say of a Utah drinking State ticket. For... You mean drinking and driving? You got an actual ticket from police. No,
1: underage drinking is illegal. So. Oh, mm. yeah,
0: like, duh. Yeah. sorry. The thing is, when I like something that I that I ran into a lot was like uh, being Mormon and having. So many rules Is that then I just think That no one else Has any rules Yeah and Like anything goes And I would Accidentally get my friends In trouble a lot Because <laughs> I just thought Like this is an okay thing To talk about right <laughs> Like we're all We're all heathens here <laughs> <laughs> uh, So what did you do With that body Jay <laughs> Did you find a place To dump her <laughs> I was like, Shut up man but okay so you got drinky tickets for cuz you weren't 21 yet. Mm-hmm. and I was um still
2: technically on like probation in Idaho Falls um, which is like my hometown or whatever but uh whoop, whoop. Woot, woot. <laughs> Jesus, I, yeah, we can not talk about Idaho
0: Falls. Bro. No, I love, I, <laughs> Idaho Falls is such a shithole. I'm just yeah. surprised
1: that they put anyone on probation in Idaho Falls. Right, yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, like, yeah no. Isn't the drinking age like 17 there? Yeah,
2: as tall as the bar. Yeah, I, I, you would think that, um,
0: yeah, when they were like, you can go to college, but
2: we're watching you. I was like, no. no
0: no holds barred (laughs) i've done i've done several gigs in idaho falls some of my first gigs were in idaho falls this awful triple room that's like world famous for how awful it is oh it's it's just it's rough i remember i did i was there with shane smith and there were giant there were giant like white nationalists like there's like a huge a huge man with nazi tattoos and a black leather duster, it was like went all the way to the floor and in, and in red letters, it said white pride on the back and we didn't say shit to him. <laughs> <laughs> just once again, it was <laughs> like, no, just we were not, we're not tough. We're not taking a stand. We're not doing the right thing. They were actually pretty polite audience members. They, uh, they didn't heckle. They had a, they had a good time and we did not say anything to them whatsoever. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would not either. I I drank at the Pepper uh, the Pepper Tree a couple times on Christmas Eve. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) the saddest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty sad.
2: uh, Yeah, it's it was terrible. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was like I was just in town for the holidays and friends from high school. That's when they're back or whatever. So it was like, yeah, we'll go to (laughs) the one bar that we know of, I guess.
0: Dude, I um right after the divorce was you know being hilarious online and i was doing a gig at the pepper tree and i was taking pictures with people in the uh, at the bar and i like posted on instagram like don't worry about me guys uh, i'm in, like i'm in good hands or you know i'm like here with my people so whatever i just made try to make that some, post
1: I it sure, looked like a vfw that's, it the, does. Pepper that's tree. the pepper
0: tree <laughs> and every yeah. and and like uh, i feel like the comics that are familiar with the pepper tree got that joke They're like, okay, you know, it's Thursday night. Aaron's doing a gig at the pepper tree. He's making a joke about how shitty of a gig it is. Everyone else is like, oh, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron's already signed up. (laughs) I was joined in VFW. (laughs) 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 There was like the picture of just like this, this old guy in a wheelchair in front of the, in front of just like one drink just, and he's just smoking and, uh, and I'm like, yeah, don't worry. Me and Carl are gonna figure out all our problems tonight. And everyone was very concerned. The pepper tree is concerning. It's
1: yeah, nice. I uh, can't believe that's the pepper tree. That's <laughs> not what I had pictured in my mind.
0: Dude, it's just the wildest. Um, I've done I've done several gigs there, and to various levels, like numbers of people, and sometimes there's just no one. And and like, there's three. There are three tables that are listening to you, and they are spread. They are like 20 feet in between each of these of these tables, and there's just nothing in between them. And then uh, there are a hundred people at the bar shouting as loud as they can at each other, and uh, it's just a it's a shit shit. This made me
1: think about that post where you got to the bar, and they were like, "We were told you'd each be doing two hours."
0: That was a show in Ogden, and
1: then the, the microphone died. The, mic, oh the battery God. didn't
0: even last one hour. Like we were told, you would each be doing. Two uh, two and a half hours Holy for shit. free. We were told you'd be paying us. Everything went wrong with this gig. We went to the hotel; they didn't have a room for us. They tried not to pay us. We had to like fight them to get them to pay us. The cook left his phone on stage, and it started going off at one point. The lights, the lights were on. Like the stage lights were uh, sound activated, so with every syllable. What? If you like listening to music and like the the mu- is changing blue to red to yellow to green in oh time God. with the music that's something but with every syllable of every joke that you tell it's just lights change right like it, lights are changing orange purple green red the whole time um there there are like 9 people who are trying to watch the show there's a pool table in between those nine people and the stage, Jesus and at Christ. one point, the bartender started a game of pool <laughs> with two other people in the bar in the middle of the show, just 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 in front of us. Oh my God, that all happened in Ogden? Yeah, some weird bar in Ogden. Yeah, that's crazy
1: we were told you'd each be doing two
0: hours. (laughs) You're just like, "Mm, well, I don't know. I don't know where you got your information from, but that is definitely not happening. All right. So then you start doing pills. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But yeah, um,
1: I don't know why your uh, your addictions reminding us of shitty gigs.
2: Oh no, it's they're not that different. I guess. Like, well, they're way different. I just have spent a lot of time in garages and basements, which is mm. similar. I don't know what I'm saying right now. I started doing pills. <laughs> <laughs> I got really into like snorting Adderall and doing a lot of Xanax around that time. Yeah. Like after I got kicked out of school. Um, cause, well, because I went to rehab and then made like a bunch of friends who were more hardcore yeah. than I was.
1: <laughs> uh like parents sent you to rehab or you really wanted to get did you feel like you ne- had a problem just being a college-age student drinking is not a problem
2: but yeah like... yeah i didn't i didn't really i didn't feel like like i had a hard time being sober i guess you know like i had known that for a while like a couple years um but I was just a pothead at that point, and I was kind of just uh, smoking away depression, and you know, doing what self medicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Had I stayed at school, I probably would have done fine. I don't know. Like I, I, I think that that could have happened. But yeah, when I after I went to rehab, I so actually I lost my virginity to someone I met in there <laughs> at nineteen. Nice. Oh, that's shit. the
0: thirteenth step, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. what nice. I'm you worked all the steps. Good for you, man. <laughs>
2: yeah it was it was a weird time, but. but
0: did going to rehab introduce you to worse drugs
2: yeah well it it made it like seem more normal like I remember at one point I was having like weird fever dreams where I'd shot up heroin and I'd wake up and like <gasps> gasp like wake up gasping and sweating and stuff just like and i'd never even, I've never done heroin. I've still uh, how many times tar- oh so. good to hear how many times did you have that dream just like once that i can remember oh, okay. like when i was in rehab but um but it was i don't know it was an it was intense it's 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 weird to go to like a place where it kind of feels fraternal almost that's a weird word to use No, to no that's not at it's at all. perfect yeah mm-hmm. but yeah because everyone's so raw from you know they've been doing meth for like 12 years or whatever it is and that's like the first time they're Sober and however long and just kind of bond quickly and easily. Well, it's
1: kind of like you going to meetings for jerking off and being in there with sex addicts and thinking that you're the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like you're smoking pot and drinking at what is probably a normal level for somebody who just started smoking pot and drinking. But now you have the crazy adventures of tweakers and junkies being normalized in your mind. Yeah, that's bad bad idea.
2: That's like a perfect yeah it was it was bad but then when when I got out it was um I like kept going to meetings for yeah about four or five months and um I was doing that whole thing and then i uh I started hanging out with that kid from you know that I grew up with who who wound up dying uh, again I, we like saw each other at a friend's house and he was like he was like this I don't know. I think he kind of prided himself on being like some young professional who like abused drugs, but was like super successful. Like mm-hmm. his family was wealthy and he kind of, yeah. got, you know, um, his dad, kind of that
0: wall, like a Wall Street vibe. Yeah. Total,
2: like, total. Yeah. Work
0: hard, play hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like, honestly, I mean, I don't know if he, he probably, he definitely had something like borderline personality disorder, like in retrospect or like... I don't know just cluster B personality disorder type stuff like he was he was really we like tripped on mushrooms once together and he like pinned me up against the fridge <gasps> yeah and was just like why won't you be violent and I was like I'm high like no, you know.
0: <laughs> why won't you be violent
2: yeah he he just wanted to f- like fight people all the time and was just mm. generally a dick and uh and
0: yeah Dude, he, I kind of I could I could I could hang out with that guy <laughs> I, I need someone who wants to to like fight that would be i think that'd be really fun for me
1: (laughs) uh yeah so like a loud like vampire type um energy
2: end every workout the right way with core power fueled by 26 grams of high quality protein to give your body what it needs when it needs it recover and build lean
0: muscle with core power
2: Yeah, yeah, and he he was crazy. We stopped hanging out. Um, I I didn't see him for like four or five months before he died because it, it there hit a point where I was like, I was still underage. I was like twenty. We were he, he died like four days before his twentieth birthday. I think. Fuck. Yeah, but it got to a point where he would he would show up at my place with like vials of Adderall and Xanax dust, you know, and just wanna, and I had I had like decided. What like kind of recently that I was getting borderline. Like I had, I had, was hooked on amphetamines. Like I needed those to like function properly, you know, at that point. But, um, just mixing them with the Xanax. And then I, I had, uh, experimented with opiates a little, and I just like thought it was too much and realized that he was the only dude that was really linking me to that. You're, you know, keeping me like in that lifestyle sort of. Um, so we stopped hanging out and then I got a call from like a mutual friend that he was in the hospital cause he had, Falling down a fire escape and a dogger found him. He had like crawled around to of the his side. apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was like conscious, I guess for a few minutes and then they took him to the hospital and he, and he passed was on, out.
0: He was, Cause he had taken Ambien.
2: Yeah. He had been doing Coke and Ambien and drinking and. these are all really bad yeah. combos yeah. by yeah. the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uppers and downers and yeah. Mm. And it's. Yeah. But uh,
0: usually I'm mean, like, I know like don't mix Ambien and Twitter and racism uh, <laughs> I ne- No one ever said Ambient and fire escapes Were a bad idea <laughs> But yeah um,
1: You were in rehab You had a Did you have a near death experience Or Yes
2: Oh
0: yes. Yeah, sorry I got a little excited <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah you were gonna tell us About your your weird experience
2: yeah because I, I was curious to talk to you uh just about this too because i know that you've had some stuff happen yeah. in that vein but like uh so what happened was i think i was like 20 i was like 21 days sober 2021 i i'd just taken my first clean drug test i remember so like everything was out of my like pot was out of my system or whatever this is Ian rehab like you're in a dorm um or
0: something what is it like in a hospital what is it like
2: no, this was like kind of a nice one. Utah's kind of renowned for having really ritzy rehab facilities. Okay. But this was so this this one was like um what was it called? It was called uh recovery ways. Yeah, in like Orem, I think. But um And you'd been there for like three weeks now. Yeah, been there for like three weeks. So it was more sober than I had been since I was like fifteen, you know. Um i had just been high every day from that point on for the most part. And uh but i was in a lot of trouble so like i went because it was either um it was either jail for like 2 months you know i was looking at like a month and a half of jail time cuz the, the second time i got arrested in logan i was evading the police and they just threw a bunch of stuff at me oh my god yeah so
0: uh man that seems so of course we're gonna evade you, man. We're, yeah, I know. we're that's the most I'm irritating charge evading to me. Police all yeah. day long. Like every one of us are checking our rearview mirrors and trying to evade police. We live in a constant state of police evasion. Mm-hmm. It sucks. You think you're gonna walk over here to walk into the police station and turn yourself in? No. Yeah. Well, and
2: I mean I was an idiot like the guy threw me up against um, the glass or whatever the dorm building I was walking out of and he asked what my name was and I said Jeremy and then immediately was like no it's not Jeremy it's Sam I'm sorry and like, oh no he was like oh the only thing on my record still from those days is false information to a police officer for telling him my name was Jeremy and you got, immediately what? Went, uh, yeah what? At, at 18 you're charged with that yeah yeah it's on my record mm-hmm. forever
0: For one second, you said... What?
2: Yeah, they do. Fuck. That's what they do.
0: Dude, I didn't know that they could be charged with just
2: lying. Well, he was pissed at me for running away, so he just wanted to stick me with...
0: He just wanted to make sure I got screwed with something. I have given false information to police before. (laughs) not going to get into specifics because I don't want to incriminate myself, but I didn't know it was that big of a deal.
2: Yeah, it was... They...
1: My sister's husband has a permanent federal felony for carving something into a phone a phone booth because those are considered federal property, and he was like carving his name into it or something and got caught. And the thing is, is like he was sheltered and his parents were religious. And when your parents aren't uh, criminals when you're a kid, you end up getting these fucking charges because your parents aren't like just fight it just deny it just mm. find the loophole and so this like held him back in life because it's a felony he has a felony on his record he has to say yes on job applications when it says do you have a because felony he carved
0: what he his carved initials his, a penis he, a
1: fucking uh troll face or something i can't it was something so dumb and that it was a phone booth they are not even around anymore and he was but 18 still is. oh my god that's the felony so is bad. still around yeah. Then he ended up getting hooked on drugs and like committing actual <laughs> felonies, and he was already a felon because you can get away with your first one, but he. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't it.
0: know that first one's on us. You can get away. you can still yeah. live with a with one, but two. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. You get away
1: with uh, your first time doing most things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay. So near death experience.
0: Okay,
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in rehab, um, and this guy. I don't like. Was his name was Jim? I, I don't remember what they called him. Like what they said he did. Um, he's like a healer of some sort, you know. I don't know. Um, oh. But he came in, and he and everyone was talking about <clears throat> how he was. Sort of like kooky or whatever, and just out there, you know, and uh, and not to buy into whatever he was coming to do. And he's just like, like a guest All right, whatever, speaker
0: or something, he's not a regular at the thing. I
2: think he still goes and like does the rounds at rehabs and stuff, okay. and sees people one on one. Um, I, yeah, I think he does, but but uh, he came in and first he showed us this, like, he played a few videos. Um, one of them was like. This YouTube video, of, it was like every, like, it was like what a spider did on every different kind of drug, you know, and it was like a joke. Oh, I've You've, seen that, yeah. 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 That's that, how he starts. Yeah, that's how he started and was like, this is a joke, but um, this is actually how, like, the energies of these drugs can, like, stick, you know, bind, like, to your energy and, and kind of, like, everyone. Okay,
0: on- all right. I'm going along with it. Yeah. yeah. So far, so good.
2: Mm-hmm. So then he he was looking around the room, and before, like, right when he walked in, he told everybody their drug of choice before they like, you know, before he like got like he'd get names, and then he'd say say their drug of choice, and like was,
0: just like a like a magic
2: trick. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: a, The uh, weird magic uh, power
2: there. Yeah. Like- <laughs> was he right? <laughs> yeah, he was right. Which I don't know. Whatever. Nice. I feel like I you know not not to. I feel like most people could probably come close, you know. If
0: you if haven't... you've
1: done enough drugs, I think you yeah. Could and tell. If you,
0: I, yeah. Mean, I mean, like I'm not like I don't think it's I'm not impressed with the superpower or anything. I mean, like if you work, if every day you're going and working with people that are addicted to drugs and you've done some and whatever, like of course, yeah, I get that, but still. Okay, all mm-hmm.
2: right. Yeah, and I was still on the fringes of, like, I was just in there to not go to jail for longer, you know? And so I was, I, I just, I, I wasn't necessarily open-minded, but I wasn't closed-minded. I was just there, you know? Yeah. Um, going through the motions. But he, so he went around the room, he told everyone their drug of choice, and when he got to me, he said, "Uh, and I was in there for alcohol, and I was basically lying to everybody and just being like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic, and I didn't feel like I was, you know? But I, I just knew I liked um. I liked like taking acid and, and smoking a lot and stuff. But um, when he got to me, he said like uh, psychedelics and marijuana. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but then afterwards he was handing out, he, he had like a little knapsack filled with like gems and stuff. <laughs> and he he was like, uh
0: when, when you, you look, say knapsack? No, I was
2: gonna address that. Too. I, I don't know that it was a knapsack. I think I just like to remember it. As I just, I, a I'm picturing
0: I'm picturing a red handkerchief on the end of a stick. Yeah, so this guy walked. Well, I'm picturing
1: with, a tiny satchel, which is like what, I, what I, yeah. I felt like you meant. But then I also was like knapsack. Huh? Yeah,
2: no, I saw. Yeah, like registered. I was, was he like running
1: I, away from home. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, but he had a bunch of them, and he like was handing them out to people. And he he walked up to me and like whispered into my ear and like gave me this big white one. I don't know what it was, but he was like, "This, I feel like you're gonna need this more than anyone else here, and it's gonna be really intense." But um, yeah, here you go. And and then he he started playing. He put on an Avril Lavigne CD. <laughs>
0: they are like, I did need this. <laughs> yeah. This is intense. Yeah. How did this
1: guy get allowed to do rounds?
2: Of I don't. Rehab? Yeah, I, I think this he's feels pretty feels like su- a sketch. Yeah. He's pretty successful, though, from what I understand, but I don't know. Yeah. He, he, uh, well, first, yeah, I guess he had taught us how to do these breathing exercises. He called it like taking a masculine and then a feminine breath. It was like breathing into your stomach and then you puff out your chest and then it's just quick succession. You kind of like, Get lightheaded and you know, really fast doing them. Okay, yeah. what was this? What's this? Breathing that's a thing?
1: psychedelic, uh, it's supposed to have a psychedelic effect. How to get yeah. high from breathing, mm-hmm. basically. What's that yeah. called?
0: It was someone in our group has been talking about it. Yeah, that um, the something breathing, it's Scott's like controlled been breathing, us something. Us yeah, anyway, we mm-hmm. some people have been talking to us recently about
1: transcendental breath work. Or okay, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: breath work that, that is transcendental, what
2: it is. which I reckon. I, I mean, I would if you haven't done it before, I guess this is the one and only time I ever did it, but I would. I would recommend it just yeah. based on, you know, it was pretty, it was the most significant, like, experience of that kind of ever. Had. So are you
0: but, all sitting down in a circle and just taking in breaths when he tells you to?
2: Yeah, so we were standing and doing um, and then he was like, okay, I'm going to put on the Savile Levine CD. <laughs> what? And, uh, yeah, and everybody <laughs> lay down. What?
0: <laughs> can you imagine taking your masculine and feminine breaths while she's like, he was a boy, <laughs> she <Yeah>. was, <laughs> <laughs> can I make it any more obvious? <laughs>
2: yeah it was it's
1: very counterintuitive
2: i know <laughs> like, yeah well and he also had a giant didgeridoo so he was <laughs> walking
1: <laughs> like, the didgeridoo tracks afro levine is the part where it like breaks from the script <laughs> yeah. Like, what? yeah he's like my meditation cd broke and this was the only thing i could find <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like,
2: the, oh my god for sure yeah, it was bizarre. But then he, he had us all laid out on our backs and he would come around the room and like blow the didgeridoo on your chest or whatever. So he was doing this to people.
0: <laughs> Is Avril Lavigne <laughs> still playing? Avril this-
2: still playing. What the and fuck? And I'm, I'm like synced in too. I'm doing the breaths and feeling pretty lightheaded, you know? And like, I, I just remember feeling like oh, something weird's happening and like, I feel kind of like just out of it. And then he blew the didgeridoo on my chest and I was like, gone. Like, I was actually not in my body anymore. And it was, like, what I remember happening is I remember, or I don't know. I mean, this is, it was so abstract that, like, it it was really, like, vivid and, like, uh, visceral and stuff. But explaining it is weird or trying to remember it exactly uh, like it happened. I was just, I was going through, like, some sort of, like... Uh, portal thing. and then I just remember I just remember knowing that there was this thing that was like guiding me through this and it was communicating that it was there and I don't remember like hearing it speak or anything. but like all of a sudden I was just like seeing myself um, in the house I grew up in and like I was you know, like slamming doors or it was just different me at different points in my childhood and it just clicked at some point that I was like my mom and I was seeing and feeling what my mom had like seen and felt and they were it was stuff that had actually happened that i didn't remember ever happening and but it, but it did like i remember um it clicked that it like i was my mom or whatever and seeing and feeling what she did when uh like m- me as like an eight-year-old when i slammed like a door in her face and she would tried to like chase me into the room and it like hit her nose and she started bleeding you know and just, like, sobbing and just feeling, like, I love you so much, and I just can't, I don't know how to communicate, and I just don't want you to be, like, hurting, and, like, all of this stuff. So I'm, like, feeling all of these things, and it's very intense. And then, like, it was just communicated to me that it was, it was, like, all right, it's, it's over. And, like, I just went back through the, like, uh, chasm thing, and was, when I came to, everybody in the room was, like, standing over me, and I was shaking, like, uncontrollably, and, like, sobbing, and... I like immediately ran to the phone and called my mom and was like, I believe in God. I believe in like...
1: Oh know, my and, God. Wow. Yeah.
2: And, and told her what happened and then and she broke I down. I believe
0: in God and his name is Avril Levine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I have a theory about Avril Levine CD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. It was popular music at the time.
0: Uh,
2: I mean, it was like... It was on the way out. What it year? Twenty twelve. It was. This I actually passed
0: Avril Lavigne's time already.
1: Twenty twelve.
0: Yeah, it might have been a little bit. Twenty twelve. We're past CDs already. You know, like uh, where Avril Lavigne is is early early two thousands. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, I guess. Um, my thought is uh, that it's very grounding. Okay. Uh, something very mainstream to be very grounding while you're having this, all the other shit is very hippie, dippy mm. that I wonder if that's not a way to separate you from oh,
0: yeah. your body. Huh? Okay. Keep
1: your, bo- keep your body there listening to that music and get you out with the, with the breathing and the didgeridoo thing. Huh? Mm. Okay. It's my, it's, that's my working theory because the rest of this is like, I've been very into, um, jumping dimensions mm-hmm. i've been learning about dimension jumping and reality transurfing, and it's different than everything i ever understood about reality which is different than everything i've ever understood about um consciousness and how it works in reality here but now um it's kind of starting to come into focus so when i died i ended up just like back at the collective consciousness, I guess, and, and uh, kind of got the scoop of what reality is. And then when I came back, I had to live through my entire life to get to the present moment. And um, there were things about me that were different. Like I suddenly had this other aspect of myself that never existed before, this like unemotional ability to just see the big picture at all times about everything and I the uh it's like my primary personality now but that didn't exist before and I went to a job interview for an intuitive counselor because after that I could just like like see what people's issues were and stuff and so I I went and uh, applied for this job and I didn't really want the job I just wanted to know what had happened to me because I was different and then she told me I was a walk-in Which is where, like, a soul just takes over, like, co-ops a body of someone who wants to die. She was like, You know, that's you're not the person you took over, so you're not Jessica Reed. And, um, uh, this is close to, I think, like, jumping dimensions that I ever understood. And then lately, I've really been learning about it and getting into it. And, uh, do you watch the OA?
2: I've seen, like, some of the first season.
1: Okay, first season shit, but you have to watch the first season to understand the second season. But the whole mm-hmm. second season... I
0: didn't. I, I get it. Is uh, But uh, she also filled me in. Yeah. But if you could just read a Wikipedia summary of, of season one and then start season two, that's what I would recommend. Um, yeah. Did you watch all of season two? No, man. I told oh. you I'm too, I'm too tied up in the game of Thrones right now. <laughs> <laughs> Another month I can get to the... I can finish the OA.
1: Um, it's... It's all about dimension jumping. And I think we might be able to do that. I think we might just be able to... Uh, I think there are a series of techniques that people know about. And they mm-hmm. are able to just hop in and out of different people. And I haven't figured it out yet. Is there a certain DNA, like certain types of people that you can hop in and out of? But not to spoil the OA. But in the OA, they give a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> instructions like there's certain they talk about like uh suppressing the consciousness of the person you went to but you can just hop into people and experience their life for a little bit and you can choose to exist with them or or crush their consciousness when you get in and so you wouldn't have you would have access to their memories but not to any of their qualities or whatever
0: okay in um, season one they go very in depth on weird breakdancing movements they do like people. Everyone has to learn this movement and that's how they jump. Mm-hmm. I personally like the Avril Levine didgeridoo combo. <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems much much better. When you uh, woke up and everyone was staring at you, mm-hmm. did did didgeridoo Jim say? Uh, <laughs> Well, did, did, did he talk to you anymore? Because he said you were gonna have an int- he predicted you were gonna have an intense experience. Yeah. Did he talk to you afterwards?
2: Not afterwards. And then I saw him once at the park actually, and like the when I was getting lunch or something, and he didn't really want to talk to me or like he wasn't really. He was kind of avoidant, you know. I was like, Jim, hey, and he was like, eh, I don't know, like, yeah, very. Um, it was weird but then uh, but he did address everybody for a minute afterwards and he was staring at me the whole time and i i remember embarrassing myself a little bit cuz he was like does anyone have any questions and i was like why don't you come here all the time man you know <laughs> He Just like, uh, because I don't know, I have a life. Like, fuck off. I don't. But he. Damn. <laughs> Why? No, he. I. I don't know what his. Uh, I. I just remember it being kind but of. But he odd, didn't like, like
0: talk to the to the group about what had just happened to you. What everyone? I mean, it felt like everyone was probably freaked out. Well, I remember everybody
2: sat back down, and he was like, uh, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say like, did you see that? Like that was. But he did kind of offer like some more anecdotes. He was just like. Some of you had like stronger experiences than others and I just like it's gonna a few years will pass and you'll like look back on this and be like, Oh, we were over oxygenating ourselves and like I was hallucinating and it was all bullshit and he was like, It, it was real. I'm just saying like I'm huh. just here to like tell you that it was and no one else um had anything happen to them like what I did. There was one kid who was like, I feel like I've never done drugs before, who was a heroin addict and I do remember feeling kind of like
0: He felt, because of the breathing, he felt like he had never done drugs before?
2: Yeah, that's the only way he knew how to put it. And this dude had, like, OD'd and died and was convinced that, uh, and brought back, but he was convinced that he went to hell when he died, you know? I was in there with, like, three or four people who had all OD'd on heroin and been resuscitated at one point, and uh, the three of them didn't experience anything, and then that kid was, like... I yeah, people were dragging me down to hell, and I, like came to and had been you know given the shot or whatever, and, like narcon. And
0: um, afterwards, were you at all interested in like trying to research more about your experience? Did you talk to anyone else about it or read anything about it?
2: Yeah, I think I kind of shut down at a certain point though, because I was still so frustrated with like like I never had the. I I wasn't, like, messed up by Mormonism, so to speak, I guess, because I just wasn't ever that active in it. Right. But I definitely, I wanted to understand what had happened more, you know, because, like, I've broken through on DMT and done a lot, like, 10 strips of acid or whatever, and just, like, I've hallucinated to the point where I wasn't sure what was real and what wasn't, or, like, I've had um, crazy experiences on DMT, but nothing has ever even come close to being... Like, is, like, that made, like, I, I feel like that happened, you know? Like, I yeah. don't know. And so it was, Um. <clears throat> yeah, and, and the fact that it happened when I was dead sober, too, is, has always been strange. But, like, the more I tried to put my finger on it and, like, wasn't satisfied with, you know, what people, like, no one else had really been through anything like that that I knew. And I didn't really know how to reach out to, like, that gym guy or didn't, I I, I don't know. I just, like, I just kind of. Decided that it was bullshit, you know. At a certain point, and actually, lately these days, I I kind of feel Meaning like, mean,
0: like you fulfilled Jim's prophecy. Yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't real.
2: Yeah, well, I I just like I was getting in friends with uh, like in arguments with friends of mine at the time um, who were like a year or so after that, you know, um, who were really struggling with like the church, and we would argue, and like they're all. Out now, or whatever, but um, I remember like talking to my friend Matt, and that like there was just a point. This was the point, I think, at which I decided that um, I was just gonna ignore that experience. But he was talking about how he went to Deseret Book to like find literature on you know, like to answer some of his questions that he had about the church, and I was like, Why would you go to? the church were bookstore yeah. yeah yeah like that's not the place to go and he was like i don't know i've had experiences and i'm going to like look here first and i was like dude i've had experiences it was bullshit you know and it was like <laughs> this thing that happened in rehab and then and i remember him saying like it's really sad to me that you like something like that can happen to you and that you won't run with it you know or that you won't let that validate some notion of like life not being utterly meaningless or just like whatever uh-huh. you know and uh, and that was when i was and i've always had like struggled with black and white you know sort of mentality yeah. yeah and so at that point it was just easier to shut it down and just be like all right whatever uh,
0: like side note real quick it's always uh i mean this is a this is a tangent but when you have fights with someone about the church they do they like always follows that trajectory but then later they end up leaving i feel like i've never had a fight with anyone Uh, who stayed in the church? I feel like they don't fight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I, I feel like it's because, and I did, and I, I've done both sides of insecurity. Yeah, Yeah. I've done both sides. Mm -hmm. I had the fight uh, with someone who was already out. And it's it, like you have the fight because you have that inner conflict already inside of you and you're trying to beat it. And so you need to to shut the people down. The people that don't think about it, the people that are just like happy with Mormonism completely and like don't have any concerns and don't worry about it, the people that like they'd, uh, they just listen to your opinions and they go, oh, cool. All right, tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But like every single... That's like the only uh measure of solace you have. Like I like I like I had relatives where I'm like, All right, yeah, well, I know in a few years you'll be right here with me and then they they have been. That mm-hmm. always happens. Anyway, sorry for the tangent.
1: The perspective that you got on your mom, was that relevant to like themes in your life? Was that something you think there was a purpose for you to see? I just wanted to know are you telling me you can't hear the speech impediment right now? You can't hear the lisp? <laughs> I just I re- got implants, and all I can hear is me not able to pronounce what, S's. what word like. S's? I don't know. I just um, say perspective. Perspective. sound pretty. I good. guess it's not the s. Uh, it's th. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. That's all I can hear. I, it's my own speech impediment, but anyway like that was there was the relationship with your mom strained do you think it was uh helpful for you to to see your childhood through her eyes
2: yeah like i think it changed a lot of things for me in the uh, before then and i think for a while after too i like i i had a tendency to like argue with people um like the people who probably i was closest to you know just like friends and family and stuff um <clears throat> I wanted, like, answers as far as you, you, just, like, my own mental health and, like, God and whatever, you know, everything. I was pretty fed up with, like, life at that point after having been kicked out of school. And just, I I feel like I would do, like, the cry for help thing a lot. And then just, just like, in, in some, like, my hope was that someone would tell me what I needed to hear and everything would click and, like, things yeah. would be fine. But um, with my mom in particular, like, uh, I think I was sort of... I don't know like we would talk and I'd I'd just lay it all on her sort of and just be like everything sucks and there is no point like give me you know like you tell me why I should do anything and she would just be like I don't (laughs) I can't but like your mom like obviously I, I don't want you to you know do anything to yourself or like be a drug addict or whatever but um it was just like after that happened it sort of um Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe this and it sounds, I guess, uh, you guys are more open-minded than anyone else I talked to, I'm sure. But like, um, yeah, just like experiencing a mother's love or, you know, was like something that I couldn't, I've never felt in my own life personally and like, haven't been able to, I like, couldn't describe what that feels like, you know, like to somebody if I tried, but I just know it's different and that like, I, I feel like I experienced that. Um, like, pretty fully, you know? Yeah. And so that was the biggest thing for me was just to, like... It was, like, just the realization that, like, I don't have to torture people in my life, you know, for... Like, they know I'm in pain and they don't necessarily have answers, but just, like, knowing that people have that capacity to, like, for love, you know, or just... It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful to see... Eight-year-old you slamming the door. Mm-hmm. Well, and that memory that, that that's the one I think I remember the most because it was I saw a bunch of stuff. A lot of it was me being snarky. Um it was like I saw different phases of my life, like when I was really young and had like a pocket protector, and then was like <laughs> getting into Blink 182 or whatever, you know, and like wearing like a little hot topic studded belts and Wristbands or whatever the hell—it was just like a broad spectrum of like. It, it that's
0: not we. The pocket protectors—the part that's weird. Yeah, right? <laughs> everyone had a hot topic face. Not everyone had a pocket protector face. Yeah. No. Yeah, that was yeah
2: pre hot topic, hot Dang. pocket, hot pocket protector. Hot pocket. <laughs> no, I did have that <laughs> face. <His tongue> <laughs>
0: <twisted>. <laughs> but um, I mean, Ethan has no idea how much I love him. Like, I think he, like he a little bit, but just things that he says. I think from a from toddler from like the time they start speaking like you just don't know the way that you can just destroy your parents with your words like like it's just a three-year-old can just say something that hurts so bad and I mean I remember him being a little baby and we were at my parents house in Boise I put him I mean not little not like newborn but he I don't think he's really talking yet or anything he's like a year or two maybe maybe two years old that's max and i set him on the bathroom sink while i was doing something and then he fell off of the bathroom sink like he just like leaned back whatever and he and he fell onto the floor and i went into a full i just i was filled with so much guilt like that i that through my negligence and bad parenting and laziness that I allowed uh, my son to be injured. Here's the thing. He wasn't injured. He's fine. I like took him upstairs to my dad. And my dad, dad, he fell. He fell. I mean, that was like at least a three foot fall. Uh, and like, it's just like right onto the tile. Like, do you think he has a concussion? Do you think we need like, do, like he's crying pretty loudly? And my dad is just like, yeah, just wait, just wait a minute. Like, let's see if he keeps crying. Yeah, uh, your let's dad's see. had more than one kid. I yeah. know.
1: because <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, like.
0: Yeah, I don't. I remember my dad saying something like, "Yeah, you're. You'd be surprised. Uh, they're kind of built to fall, you know." I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like it's, he was totally fine. But it, the, it's because you love something so much. And they're so perfect, and they're innocent, and they they depend on you entirely, and so it's up to you to keep them safe. And you want more than anything to just keep them safe and happy at all times. Mm-hmm. And there are times when like Ethan's upset, and I'm like, I just want to make you happy, and uh, you he just you can't. He has to just be upset for a second. So I don't. Uh, hopefully Ethan never gets addicted to drugs or anything. Uh, but like, I can't imagine what that's like to watch. Uh, as a parent and just, just uh, keep getting uh, metaphorical doors slammed in your face and uh, I think it's cool that uh, you got to taste it uh, without like without being a parent yet you know? mm-hmm. it's, it's a real sweet story
1: so where is that experience now for you
0: I'm so now I'm
2: kind of back at square one cause, like the last Yeah, cuz
1: it doesn't feel like you think it's bullshit now. No,
2: I definitely do. not You know, and like the, the more like I'm not very I mean I'm 26 and this all happened when I was like 19, but it's been long enough and I've done enough of like the same bullshit over and over As just as far as just like partying and, you know, I'm kind of sick of like sleeping on a cot and spending all of my money on like uppers when I run out, you know, and or just like uh I mean like a year and a half ago I like bought heroin once and I got home because I had been drinking and was just so up and I was like I don't want to not sleep for like the third day in a row and I don't want to just like I just want to knock out and I don't care like I you know I've done oxy it's the same like
1: yikes no (laughs) yeah and I yeah
2: and I got home and I was just like is there any way I can not do this because you know I, I don't know I'm I'm just I have an addictive personality and once that door is busted in. So I threw it away. It never did. But like, Oh I, man. Good, and good, 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 yeah. good. I
1: was like, no, there's other ways to have naps. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so in the, Put like, on a
0: Ted talk, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Um, NyQuil. Yeah. NyQuil. I've, I have learned about, I, I do Z-Quil now. I just buy bottles of z because it doesn't have a or whatever. So you can oh. just. Oh
1: shit. Slick.
2: Yeah. 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 Cause
1: yep. you don't want to shut your kidneys down. I think that there's this entire like couple of generations started with the x generation and into the millennials why just kind of feel like nothing's real right like this isn't real and but that's depressing like if you Mm -hmm. haven't then gone and looked behind the veil and tried to figure out what is real it's just just this nihilistic nightmare of like uh, what the fuck is the point, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, my personal theory is that there's something actually very cool. And we're in this weird threshold where religion has been um, a way to control people with a sensation that there's something behind the veil. And I haven't figured out what it is yet completely. And I don't think I probably ever will. But... There's so many people having these experiences and the thing about these experiences is that they are just individuals having individual experiences, which requires us to be able, we have to trust ourselves and not confirmation of a bunch of Mm -hmm. other people. And which is like how you find actual truth for yourself, because I've watched large groups of people believe in bullshit many times. Mm -hmm. It's fucking religion, government, look at any of it. It's, it's not right because a bunch of people confirm it because they're usually just agreeing with what they think everyone else thinks is real. But, um, so my current theory is that it has something to do with like that. We've been jumping dimensions the whole time Mm -hmm. and that, uh, when your life takes a big change, you actually just hopped. Or have you ever had the experience where you're driving and then you, um, feel yourself getting a car accident, but you don't get in a car accident. Yeah. That was the beginning of me being like, what is that? And I just started learning about string theory. And uh, I try not to look into stuff until I already feel like I'm experiencing it because I don't want to just like learn things. I want to understand them. And so I don't start researching something until I'm experiencing it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, someone else has already written this down. But I uh, recently did something called the two cup method where you uh, – because I follow, like, a dimension jumping Reddit, and um, you, ha- you you write the one dimension on one cup. Have you ever heard of this?
2: Yeah, I read the thing that you posted. Okay. In the, yeah. yeah,
1: I did it. I put four giant life things on there, mm-hmm. and when I poured it into the other cup, I felt different immediately. And then just, ha- like, all of the things, a couple of them are – soft like i like i'm not jinxing them by talking about them too much but they are like underway and absolutely feels like i'm already like in that and i'm like what if it's that easy what if like religion set us so far back by by planting all this stuff in our head about worthiness and earning things and whatever and what if it's just you're hopping dimensions all the fucking time just point and click and go and be there and it doesn't matter if you're a piece of shit it doesn't matter like it doesn't they all exist Mm -hmm. just be on the one you want to be on and because i had already started to feel trajectories a couple years back where i was like felt like i knew the outcome of the path i was on and then in the winter i felt like i was off that path and i didn't know how i got off of it and i didn't know how to get back on it and so i've just been obsessively learning about this idea mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get back to the path that i was on and i think i found it but then there was a lot of stuff in the oa about hopping into other people mm-hmm. and they am like what if we can fucking hop into other people like imagine
0: being john malkovich
1: <laughs> i never saw that but Me neither.
0: but um, can <laughs> you imagine being john malkovich
1: wasn't he just himself in that or you're just throwing that out as an option. That's not the first thing I would be,
0: but you could do. <laughs> what if we could jump into no, Trump? John Malkovich? Is they they find a way to jump into John Malkovich? Okay, I didn't know, I don't know anything about like the movie. There's like a tunnel that I they go it was just into. a documentary you, about his life. And then life. they control. Mm-hmm. They
1: <laughs> Dude, Dude, what if we could jump into Trump? Make him eat a bunch of Ambien and throw himself off of a fire escape. Fire escape.
0: <laughs> Dude, I feel like oh, if that could happen, someone would have done it. Someone had to, right? I feel like someone's in him right now being president. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, ah, Look at this! <laughs> uh, we got we to wrap up. We ne- there's a, a, a ton more, though, that we could go into. I, we never even went back to fentanyl, Dad, But uh, uh, this a cool out-of-body experience, Sam. Yeah, no it was definitely the coolest thing I
2: think I've ever been through still. Just in ter- it, yeah, it definitely it was. But um but yeah, everything that you said is really interesting too just about like cuz I read that article and I I started thinking about like I, I think that for the last couple of years um I've sort of felt myself shift off of like the path that I thought I was on and that's kind of been my um the butt of like my Reinterest interest and just like even going back to that experience and trying to figure it out again a little bit. Yeah. Or looking into things that aren't just religion or, or nothing. You know? Are you ever going to
0: try the breathing stuff again? The breath work? Like I, I might, it's, yeah. I, I we
1: just got an invitation for a thing in uh, Colorado. Oh, cool. Like a, convention or something else. yeah we movie should movie. like
0: see if we can arrange some Aspen shows uh, <laughs> and, full circle and yeah. do some breath work at the mm-hmm. same time that would be cool it's weird yeah. to think that just breathing could make you do that
2: I think some people are not as sensitive to like I'm, I was also super interested in um, what you said just about like how what did you say that they called you like it, just what did they term walk a walk-in a walk-in so like um, yeah just the the idea that it might be a genetic thing or that it might cause like everyone in my family is really, my mom left my dad when she woke up in the middle of the night and like a thing, like something told her to go look in this really specific spot in the closet. Yeah. She'd been freaking out over whether or not to divorce him. And uh-huh. she, she went, she woke up and she knows that there were three of them, three beings. And that they were like, you need to go to this spot in the closet, look in this jacket. Like it's like, you know, in a box underneath these other clothes. And there was, there was, holy shit there was heroin (gasps) heroin yeah what damn
1: holy shit yeah well so there are definitely people who are like wired to wired to hear things or like you know like gifted or whatever that is super interesting
2: yeah three of them yeah and my little sister
0: is like oh hey max Max just showed up. Our next guest just came in. But three beans in a dream? Or like after she woke up, she felt three beans? She woke up to them.
2: Yeah. Kind of like standing around her bed. And um, there were other things. She said that when each of us were Were
0: born. uh, Yakko, Wacko, and (laughs) Dot? Were they the Animaniacs? That would be fun. Your mom's not... Mormon at all no not at all so she Mm-mm. did she put any religious significance on this, this is just like a,
2: an unexplainable thing yeah no it's just the thing it's yeah she doesn't put she has no problem not assign, like slapping labels on on you know just how she
1: she's just like some alien narcs yeah, showed up
2: pretty much oh. yeah <laughs> And yeah, it's weird, man. Her and my sister, my my little sister Allie, won't won't talk about it because she thinks people will assume she's schizophrenic. But um, relatable, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but she's like seen. Uh, there was like something in the basement of my sister's old house, uh, according to her. Like my my s- sister Brielle had a friend come and visit. And they were like, on their way out, they were like, you know, just so you know, there's like a little girl in your house. And that's like what all these noises and stuff have been. And I stayed there during this time. I had to stay with her a couple nights because they thought someone was breaking into the house repeatedly. Like the windows would be uh-huh. open and you'd hear these like loud banging noises like on the floor. Just it was um, upstairs in the kitchen, like stuff would happen and nothing was really, you know, I don't know. It was just bizarre. But then... uh this kid left town and flew back to Florida where he's going to school or something. And my other little sister went and stayed with her for the first time. And with no mention of this, like Allie, just on her way out after a weekend, was like, by the way, just so you know, there's
0: a little girl in your house. Like, don't, don't oh my God. Out. Dang. Uh, well, Sam, thank you for being on uh, the podcast with us. Let's have you back another oh, time. Yeah, thank yeah, you for guys. Sure. And you, thank you so much. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time on Mormon and the Meth Head.
1: If you put a Mormon and a math head
0: together, this is what they sound like. Aaron would all and just a read our friends, Listen to them talking
2: to Mike. Mormon and the meth head. Mormon
1: and the meth head. Mormon and the math. Scapin's a,
2: a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.
0: 5 p.m. emails from your boss, surprise visits from in-laws, missing soccer cleats. Lucky California knows it's easy to get thrown off schedule. Let us help you out with home delivery powered by Instacart. You can get groceries delivered in as fast as one hour, including fresh produce and fresh baked bakery items. Right now, you can save $10 when you spend $50 using promo code LUCKYCA10. Place your order at shop.luckysupermarkets.com. Lucky California, the golden state of eating.